Hi, welcome to Voice on the Air, a podcast series brought to you by Voice at the Table. Voice on the Air explores topics that address common workplace challenges and help you to figure out how you can grow in your career. Our aim is to give you tips, insights, and ideas so you and your organization can develop and stand out. On each episode, we feature guests who will share their knowledge and advice in their specialist area. I'm your host, Andrea James. I teach busy professionals like you how to cook so that you can eat nutritiously even when you're focused on your career. All right, let's begin today's episode where we will look at leadership. And we have the privilege of having Amanda Cullen, who has heaps of experience at being a respected leader. I'll let Amanda introduce herself. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Yes, I'm Amanda Cullen, and I spent uh, many years in the financial services industry, including around 10 of those as a leader, managing uh, a range of different businesses and business units. And around four years ago, I realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my working life. And so I spent a bit of time deciding on my my second career and realized that what I had really enjoyed was helping people to develop and grow and fulfill their potential. So I retrained as a coach and now I run my own business uh, and work with voice at the table and I work primarily with individuals in management roles, junior management upwards, and also with groups, helping them to become more effective and maximize their potential. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, So one of the things that I've come across a lot in the last few years are your BuzzFeed type lists of this is the way that a leader should be. And more crucially, I've seen it also in job descriptions. And so we feel like we need to conform to a certain way that a leader should be. What is your take on this? I think it's really unhelpful. (laughs) The trouble with trying to conform to somebody else's view of leadership is that you are trying to potentially fit a square peg into a round hole. So we, and it's very common, we very often go into organisations or we work in organisations and we we see that many of the leaders in that organisation use a similar leadership style and we think that we have to become clones of that kind of leader in order to be successful. But the trouble is that when you are not behaving in a way that is natural and genuine to you, uh, you're not at your most effective. Yeah, I I can certainly relate to that experience. Um, I worked for many years in in male-dominated environments and it's almost almost aggressive environments. Um, and, but even the gentler leaders, they were very um, extroverted. And so I, I kind of felt I needed to, to emulate that. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like my kind of quiet, introspective ways were not particularly valuable or wanted. And so I just kind of shrank down and thought, well, you know, I, I don't have anything to contribute here. I had... Um a similar but different experience. The organization I worked in was very data oriented, lots of technical Mm. people. And I remember, and and I'm not, I'm very much more of a people person. And I remember one lovely occasion where um, the business was taking a slight dip, nothing serious, but revenue was down for for the month. And senior leadership sent around these these great big spreadsheets and said, please analyze this data and come up with the answer as to why the business is is underperforming this month. Mm -hmm. And all my colleagues were cutting and pasting and diving into the data and doing loads and loads of analysis. 
And I just looked around the office and went, uh, well, it's obvious. This is exam time. We've got people on study leave. We've got people on exam leave. We've got people taking exams. There are fewer people in the office who typically generate the revenue. So no, <laughs> so no wonder the, the revenue is down. And it's always down in this month every year. Yeah, I think relating to, to the previous um, experience that I shared, when you feel uncomfortable and not in your own sort of confident stride, mm-hmm. you do things like hide behind the data. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you, you feel like it offers you a way to express yourself. And the danger is that we miss out on vital conversations. And as you mentioned, just taking a step back and looking at things outside the spreadsheet. Yeah, I mean, that's just one example. What I would say is when I first went into leadership, uh, I was talking to somebody in our HR team, actually. And I'd, I'd had that big high that you get when you're first promoted into a new role. And then immediately followed by that big low where you go, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I've now actually got to deliver on this job. Uh, and I was talking to her about it. And she said, what do you think your biggest challenge is? And I said, I am grappling with how to bring the attributes of my personality and my leadership style into an organization or into the role mm. when other people would do it differently. Um, so I recognize that that is a big challenge when you first become a leader to to stay true to yourself and to make the most of what you're good at and what comes naturally to you in that role. So which which leadership styles did you personally adopt? So the leadership style that I was tempted to adopt because it was the the one I saw all around me was mm. quite boom, 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 you know, bullet points, pra- practical, uh, action oriented um, focused on results, focused on anal- analysis, mm. and that's not me. So yeah. yeah, of course, focused on results, but not. Um, but by doing the right things, you then get the right results. So as I said, I'm quite people oriented. So mine was very much about building the team. It was very much about getting the best out of everybody in my in my team, and it wasn't a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. We just merged businesses. There were people in the team who were weak. There mm. was a, clash of, a slight clash of cultures between the two organisations, uh, and that still hadn't settled down. And it, and it was further exacerbated by still not all being on the same platform from an IT perspective. So there was yeah. plenty of work to do. Um, and I took some pretty tough actions, including parting company with individuals who, who were underperformers. Probably mm. more tough than some of my colleagues who who kind of talked a good talk but didn't act. Yeah, I, well, I I think we because of this playing to a certain persona, mm-hmm. we feel like we can't ask for 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 help or waiver and and therefore underperform as a result um, of where you think, okay, no, I can't collaborate, or I I can't be seen as as weak. Uh, it it then causes problems further down the line, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I, um, I, where where you had to now deal with with the different um, underperforming people. I absolutely agree. So so I would say the biggest weakness of a leader is not asking for help. Hmm. And it's it's be, it's partly because as we began this podcast, this 
avatar almost of a strong, self-sufficient, steady rock of a person who can handle everything and lead everyone um, rather than taking a step back, asking for help or saying, I'm struggling in this area. Can you can you provide me with some support? I agree completely. A, a good leader knows where their strengths lie and where they need to bring other people in to strengthen them. Mm hmm. So just for today, uh, what three things can our listeners take away? Just because we have such a short podcast, unfortunately. Sure. Um, the first one is there's no right way to lead. And the second one is don't feel that you have to copy anyone else. Mm -hmm. And the third one kind of follows on from those and is you are much more effective when you are true to your own leadership style. Oh, thank you very much. That's excellent. And. So for, for more information um, about leadership and all the things that we need to think about in our roles and careers, you can go to voiceatthetable.com. But um, even better than that for today, Amanda says, if you would like more tips and advice, you can email her. Her email address is amanda at voiceatthetable.com, and she will send you her ebook, which has so much more help on how you can grow into your position. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Amanda? Just finally, I'd encourage people to look around, watch other leaders and see what you admire uh, and think about whether you would like to take some of that into your leadership style. Brilliant. Um, we, we hope that you, it's been useful. As I say, go to Voice at the Table. You can find out more about upcoming events, workshops and some helpful blog posts as well. Thank you very much for joining us at Voice uh, on the Air today. Uh, thank you, Amanda. Thank you. It's goodbye from us. I'm Andrea James and it's Amanda Cullen. Thank you and goodbye till next time.